and welcome to Weekend Trader. I'm Caroline Woods, and I'm joined by Ben Lichtenstein, host of Futures. Ben, so good to have you here. Thanks, Caroline. A busy week with a lot of focus on inflation and some volatility in the indices. And that's right. Before we talk about the week ahead, let's talk about the week that was, starting with that inflation data. We saw CPI, we saw PPI. We also saw uh, some consumer data that could be a bit concerning. Fill us in, Ben. Well, if you remember last week, we heard that hawkish tone from the Fed minutes, which shifted attention squarely on the data due out this week, CPI, PPI, the consumer price index, which we were looking for a hot number to come in up 7%. We're talking near four decade highs, uh, levels we haven't seen since the beginning of the 80s, Caroline. Here you can see that third line there. It came in line with expectations at 7%. Now, nothing above expectations. I think that was key. That helps sort of support the indices and provide a little bit of a, a bid for them to hold on to into the middle of the week. PPI, a very similar situation. Nothing to be too concerned about in terms of the inflation front uh, as far as the data. And so, again, I think that helped ease some of the invest some of investors' concerns that they had headed into the week. Also, Fed Chair Jerome Powell helped kind of walk back some of those concerns in terms of some of the comments he provided lawmakers. He was uh, appearing before the Senate Banking Committee at his confirmation hearings and, again, sort of eased some of those concerns. Not concerning because it was expected, but still the highest inflation level in, what, 40 years and we also saw disappointing December retail mm -hmm. sales and a maybe less than confident consumer. So how big of a risk could a weaker, less confident consumer who's dealing with record high prices be to this market, Ben? Yeah, you bring up a good point. The CPI, that uh, number seemed to be factored in, but the retail sales number came in a lot lower than expected. And this was a disappointment when you think about it, coming out of the holidays and with all the uncertainties in terms of the impact that the Omicron variant has had on spending habits as schools have been closed and people have been, well, holding back from going, returning to work ultimately into the new year as expectations were that we would see that start to play out a little bit more so than it has. Look at retail sales, a reflection of that in many ways in terms of some of those spending habits down 1.9%. Now also prior got revised slightly lower, a bit of a disappointment across the board for the most part. But, uh, you know, again, I think that it is a concern when you think about it as far as uh, this combined with rates on the rise to uh, we're talking levels again, well, in the five year, in the two year, we're talking multi-month, multi-year levels here. So rates on the rise and that hawkish tone tied to some disappointing economic data seem to kind of provide a little bit of a headwinds for the indices into the end of the week. They really struggled on Friday uh, to get anything going to the upside. And Ben, a key theme of this past week, which likely will also be a preview of next week, because I don't think the conversation will be over, is this rotation or this transition from growth into value. Uh, what do you make of the rotation that we're seeing? And, and do you think it will continue? Well, I do. Um, you know, and it was present this week. That was one of the things we were talking about throughout the week was, was the selling really rotational or is this just kind of broad based and we're starting to see potential reversal of some of the long term trends that have been at play. And the reason that we sort of uh, focused on the uh, well, the rotational kind of side of things rather than the latter was we were talking about uh, how the Dow, for example, large caps fared pretty well amidst some of the selling that we saw on the tech heavy NASDAQ. It was directly tied to rates on the rise. Some of those growth names concerns that 
higher rates uh, and the impact that they could have on some of those individual stocks. But again, for the most part, uh, we saw the Dow hold up pretty well. A little bit of weakness towards the end of the week with the banks that we can get into in just a minute in terms of some of the results there. But um, we didn't really see a lot of movement in uh, some of the uh, products that we would look to for those safe haven type tendencies. Let's take a look at one product that I like to watch, gold, for example. And this week, it's been holding right around this 1800 level, slightly bid this week, 1817.50 into the end of the week. Uh, but for the most part, again, no real sign that we've seen kind of a safe haven type tendency. Similar situation with the VIX. It did inch up a little bit. But notice we're still hanging out near last month's lows. And then lastly, I wanted to point out another product that you look to see that kind of safe haven type tendency for if this wasn't just something more in terms of rotational and more widespread. Well, the dollar you'd expect to see get a little bit of a lift. It's oftentimes seen as a safe haven here. You can see the dollar actually was weak uh, throughout uh, this week. So again, uh, some pressure coming in the dollar, gold sideways, the VIX hanging out near the December lows. No real indication that this is anything more than just a bit of a rotational trade and potentially just a temporary pullback. All right. So let's take a look at a preview of next week. Earnings season continues to really kind of picks up steam. It kicked off uh, this week with the banks, of course. But what's on your radar for next week in terms of earnings? Well, we've got to keep an eye on Goldman first and foremost. Keep in mind, Monday we're off. Markets are closed for the holiday. But the focus is going to start uh, right off Tuesday with banks and earnings in general. Now, I want to take a look at Goldman and some charts in a second. But uh, after the results that we saw today, again, a little bit of a disappointment in terms of market reaction to one thing I'm focusing on is expense growth. You know, everybody's talking about loan growth as far as uh, how the banks are faring and uh, lending. But I want to see what we're what's happening in terms of uh, expenses and wages and such. So that's one of the things I'm focused on because, again, it ties back into that inflation front. So uh, we've seen Goldman for the most part of the last two years, some consistent beats. Uh, revenues are expected to decline about 1% to $11.65 billion. But again, this is going to be the first, the focus. Uh, earnings expected to come in around $11.90 a share. Here's the chart you can see. Uh, with some of the other major banks coming under pressure into uh, the end of the week. We saw some selling here. Also, look at the daily time frame. You can see a little bit of a consolidation. And this is one that's kind of working its way towards a lower extreme of a range that we've been in. So I think it'll be key to see if we open up the door down below 370, uh, Caroline, we'd be back to levels we haven't seen since July of last year. So the banks right now are kind of nearing some levels. It's just a little bit surprising to see them pulling back with rates on the rise. Yeah, it seems like the, we saw some strong headlines, but investors were kind of underwhelmed mm -hmm. by, by the results that we did see uh, on Friday. But also a few other notable names reporting, Netflix, American Airlines, companies we, we talk about quite a bit. Also in focus, housing. And of course, that is sensitive to interest rates as well. If rates, mortgage rates go up, well, hey, affordability goes down, right? Yeah, there's a look at some of the numbers that are due out. Again, it's not just earnings. Now, in terms of earnings, keep in mind, this has sort of been the backdrop. It's been what investors have been able to focus on to kind of discount some of the negative and focus on the positive when the data hasn't measured up. We were just talking about retail sales, PPI, CPI, uh, specifically retail sales not measuring up to what we were looking for this week. Well, we've been able, again, to kind of revert back to companies and quarterly results that have beat expectations. So this 
round of earnings is going to be key, but so is some of the economic data. I noticed at the top of the list there, OPEC. And, you know, when you're talking about uh, some of the data, you've got to be focused on crude prices, inventories, the EIA, and specifically OPEC. So take a look at crude here, because again, as far as commodities and that inflation narrative, this isn't necessarily going to help ease some of those concerns. Look at the run-up, crude oil to 83.45. Caroline, this is to just a couple bucks of that October high that we saw. If you just take a step back from uh, that intraday look, the 60-minute run-up here, you can see that October high is mentioned. Look at the run-up of the last or the beginning of the year, back up and through the 50-day moving average. So crude's on the move higher. Commodities are something to be watched. But again, dating back to or getting back to these indices and some of the weakness we saw amidst these inflation concerns, I just want to point out that the ES managed to hold... Um, well, after breaking down below last week's lows, managed to hold above them throughout the rest of the week. They started off on Monday that week uh, note, and then again, unable to take those lows out later on in the week. I also noticed, and just sort of tying back to rates and the inflation discussion as far as next week and what to watch for as well in terms of markets, here's the TNX. We definitely want to keep an eye on that as it's, again, been up to this 1.8 level this week and raising rates or rising rates, also a major concern. But Looking, it's just a quick reminder, the ES on the left, the Dow on the right, both posted new all-time highs. If you remember, it was just last week. So a pullback this week, yes, but I just want to put this into perspective in terms of where things stand on the bigger picture. And then lastly, to tie it all together, I've got the ES on the bottom half of the screen here, Caroline. I've got the 30-year yields in the left corner, the 10-year yields in the top right. We've been talking about rates on the rise, but here you can see it still really is yet to disrupt that trajectory, that trend environment that we're seeing here. So I think data, earnings, I mean, everything that we were focused on this week is going to carry on over into next week. The key is going to be, does the move up in rates do some of these comments from Fed speakers uh, spook investors and start to uh, see, do we start to see the indices roll over and not just roll over, not just that rotational out of the NASDAQ tech shares and the Dow faring better, but do we see that widespread selling across the board in all four, ES, NASDAQ, Dow and the Russell? All right. So combination of macro and fundamentals next week. Ben, also, as Ben mentioned, Monday's a holiday. So it's a holiday shortened week. No trading on Monday for the Martin Luther King holiday. So Ben, have a great long weekend. Thanks so much. You too, Caroline. Keep in mind, those holiday shortened week tend to be the busiest ones. So I always say expect the unexpected. All right. We'll be ready for it. Ben Lichtenstein, host of Futures. That's your weekend trader. Thanks so much.